Hello! Welcome! You've arrived. Episode 19 of the Stick to Syracuse podcast. My name is Brent Dax. So glad to have you here. How did you get here today? Maybe you found us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play. That means maybe you subscribe to this podcast. That is a terrific way to keep up because a new episode of the Stick to Syracuse podcast comes out every Monday. But you don't even have to remember that. If you hit the subscribe button, there it'll be every Monday, ready for you to go. So thanks for those of you that subscribe. You can also find it on Syracuse.com and on social media. Give me a follow on Twitter, Brent Axe Media. Brent Axe Media on Twitter to make sure you get new episodes of the Stick to Syracuse podcast. Got a great show lined up for you. It's hashtag Team Amanda on the Stick to Syracuse podcast today. First, we chat with Amanda Hughes of the November Project. What is the November Project, and why are we talking about it in June, and why are we talking about it in an ice cream shop? We'll tell you all about that coming up. Plus, Kathleen Mason of K-Maze Productions sits down with Amanda Rogers in the Cafe Kubal Studios to talk music and motherhood. Well, what do you say we get this party started? Just Joe, fire it up. Gentlemen, your host of Stick to Syracuse, Brent X. Do you have trouble going to the gym? Need a little extra motivation to get up and work out in the morning? May I introduce you to the November Project? And it doesn't even have to be November for you to do it. All you have to do is show up. Show up where? Thornton Park every Wednesday morning pretty early 6 15 a.m yes outside no matter the weather my syracuse.com colleague sonny hernandez is a believer i heard about november project through a co-worker who had seen some posts on social media about a group called q's community fitness and they were looking to become a part of november project to become a part of november project is a pledging process But the whole premise is free fitness that's available to everybody, no matter what your age, your ability, what have you. The group meets at 6.15 on Wednesday mornings in Thornton Park in Syracuse. And November projects all across the world usually meet on Wednesday mornings pretty early. Some meet more than once, uh, but Syracuse meets at 6.15 on Wednesday mornings. It's a group of people who gather together and do fitness, but there's also just this really big camaraderie. I mean, to get up in the morning that early, before dawn usually, to come and work out and really push yourself, it takes a special kind of people. And everyone's excited to be there, and everyone's excited that you are there. So you just become part of this this group. In January, we had November Project Snow Globe, which was a summit of anybody from November Project from anywhere. So we had people from all over the country, uh, all over Canada. We had people from Orlando who had never seen snow before. And to see everybody there from 
all these different states and countries and speaking different languages, it was you really got a taste of what it was like to be a part of something that was bigger than Syracuse. And it feels really cool to have Syracuse where sometimes people say we're just this little tiny city and no one knows about us and nothing ever happens in Syracuse. But to have this international meetup for a whole weekend and have people here and showing them around our city and hearing them say how much fun they had in Syracuse was just a really cool experience. Amanda Hughes played lacrosse at Duke. She's worked in professional sports, including at Madison Square Garden, but is back here in Syracuse as a founding member of the Syracuse chapter of the November Project and the owner of the ice cream stand in downtown Syracuse. Here's our conversation about the November Project. Just show up. Uh, the November Project is a really amazing movement that was started by a couple guys from Boston, uh, Brogan and Boyan, and um, I happened to run into... November Project Buffalo and had an opportunity to participate in one of their Wednesday workouts and decided this was a must-have for Syracuse and kind of jumped right in um, to the process of starting, you know, uh, November Project City here. And we are going strong. It was really well received. Um, but it's really at the core about people and community uh, you know, they're focused on building better communities and really developing individuals, you know, within those communities through free fitness, which was something that spoke to me immediately given my background uh, and my connection and commitment to this community. So what is that background? Uh, well, I do have a background in sports. I've been uh, playing sports, involved in sports my whole life and worked in sports professionally, you know, after college. Uh, so this was a big chunk of my, of my life. Professionally and personally, I just love being around that atmosphere and the high energy, you know, environment and really pushing your physical limits, really testing the physical body. I think it uh, serves you so well throughout your whole life, you know, really gives you a solid foundation. So. Uh, I thought I was pretty well equipped to, like I said, get this thing going here and uh, had a lot of faith in the community that they would want to, you know, be a part of it and and keep it going. So the beauty of this is, and the theme is just show up. Just show up, exactly. So where do we show up? It's so simple. We show up uh, every Wednesday morning at Thorndon Park. Uh, we meet right up at the top by the water tower at 6.15 a.m., and you never know who's going to be there, what you're going to be doing. You literally have to just show up and you'll find out everything you need to know. But the most important thing is that you are there. <laughs> you guys picked a great view, by the way. That's one of the best views in town up there. It's stunning. Yeah. And every morning, you know, throughout every season, there's a spectacular moment. You know, whether it's the sunrise or the clouds breaking or just the lights coming on in the city, people starting to stir. It's a really... It's a really amazing time to be up and out and, like you said, at the top of the park with this incredible view. So we just show up, and if we show up, that's early in the morning, by the way. But <laughs> it hey, is listen, early. You know, a lot of people have to go to work and do things, and once right. they get used to it, hey, right. a lot of people work out in the morning, so that's convenient. When we show up, what happens? What do we do? Well, we will uh, 
greet each other and kind of check in, um, get started with a little bounce and a little warm up, and then we'll explain the workout and we'll get right in. Like you said, people are going to work, they have things to do. So we get started at 6.15, we're done by seven. Uh, most of us go for coffee after at recess because it's right there. And then everyone, you know, feels uh, ready to start their day and energized and ready to tackle whatever that they may bring. Now we should know this is Wednesday morning at 6.15 outside, no matter what. No matter what, outside, which, you know, in a city like Syracuse is pretty eventful during <laughs> during the year. That's one way to put it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it makes it really fun and interesting and, you know, sometimes feels like you almost shouldn't be out there, which is part of the cool, uh, part of the cool piece about it, you know, that no one else is outside at that time or in that weather. So it gives you this extra boost of energy, of confidence, of, you know, feeling pretty good about yourself. Do you mix up the workouts or do you try and keep them consistent? We do. We change it up all the time because we want people to continue showing up and have something new. You know, so whether it's a similar style, uh, you're going to be doing different movements. And we do bounce around because that park is beautiful and there are so many different locations to utilize the football field, um, the loop around the entire park, you know, even the swimming pool, the hills, you know, paved and the grass hills. So there's plenty of places to play, and we incorporate a lot of body weight movements. Uh, there is some running, you know, a lot of things we do for time because the point is that it's for everybody. It's designed to be inclusive. So if you've never worked out before, this is a really fun place to start and get things going. And we also have, you know, Ironmen and ultra runners and people that have a pretty serious um, fitness lifestyle so that's cool to see all those people coming together and enjoying the same workout it sounds very welcoming and educational like i have not worked out as much as i should frankly because i'm intimidated by it like i'm intimidated about going to a gym and all these people that you see that exactly should be like in the mr olympia <laughs> contest or something i'm just like that intimidates me because i'm just kind of trying to find my way and you know, I was an athlete in high school, and then life happens, and you have kids and all sorts of things, and, and that's that's something right there. Like, people say, I don't have time for this. Right. Some of the busiest people I know do this and find a way to do it, so oh, yeah. that's kind of a cop-out, right? It, you have time for this. It is. You, If I have time, everyone else has time. It's just a value system, and you have to make it a priority, and look, we're fully aware that this is not for everyone. The time alone uh, may prevent some people from coming out. This is also part of the point of the November project <clears throat> to step outside your comfort zone and do some things that are uh, a little intimidating and do make you a little nervous. But if it is something that you value and you want to check out, you know, even if it's just pure curiosity, what are these people doing? You know, 30, 40, 50 people doing every Wednesday morning outside at the water tower i've got to figure this out just show up and uh you know make time it's 45 minutes you know and if you can only come once a month then you come once a month or once a year you know or every week it's it's whatever you you want to do 
you mentioned how many people come, and I know that kind of fluctuates throughout the year depending on weather and all sorts sure. of things. But are, are there a couple stories that stand out to you from people that have come to this and have really benefited from it and have circled back to you and said, thank you, like I needed this kind of thing? Oh, yeah. We hear stories like that all the time. And in fact, uh, we have a positivity award, which is something that is given out in every November Project City. Uh, sometimes every week in some of the larger cities and um, in Syracuse, you know, whenever we feel like it's appropriate. But that's a time where we really learn even more about our members and these people that are, you know, coming and have become friends and family. And uh, it's really interesting to hear all the little ways that November Project uh, has helped them. And sure, the fitness piece, you know, showing up every week once a week is going to do a lot of wonderful things for the body. But what they always talk about uh, are the people that are there and the connections they make, the accountability, the friendships, uh, and the things that that happen after, you know, the workout, whether it's coffee or, you know, connecting. A lot of people that show up um, also own their own business or are doing, you know, really amazing things in the city. And, you know, they would have never met each other if they didn't show up. So that's what's cool to see. You're one of those people, Amanda, because... <laughs> well, thank you. Let's bring it full circle. The irony of this is the conversation we're having is at the ice cream stand. We're talking about fitness <laughs> in an ice cream shop, which I love, but it just it's goes a beautiful to show thing, you, right? If you dedicate yourself to a fitness routine, then you can have a treat once in a while, right? So you kind of Certainly. mesh both worlds here. Tell me about this, this great place we're sitting in right now. I know, and people get a big kick out of that when they connect those dots. Uh well, thanks for all the kind words. First of all, that really means a lot and um, feels good because, you know, I do care a lot and I love hearing, hearing you know, s- stuff about um, how people are enjoying these spaces or these things. Uh, but yeah, food, people's relationships with food are um, really interesting and I, I love that I get to be a part of that and experience that firsthand, you know, through conversations or just... Being an observer here at the ice cream stand, uh, I'm a big believer, you know, in nourishing your body and uh, however that looks for you, whatever that looks like, but really um, honoring whatever it is you're feeling in the moment. And hey, if it's ice cream, you know, then have a have a scoop or two, you know, or three, whatever you <laughs> feel like that day and really sit and enjoy it. Uh, our tag is indulge. And I've got the definition right behind you on the wall there. And there's one word that stands out, and it's allow. And I think that's the piece that people really forget. And when you're talking about food, um, can really make or break the situation. You know, and if you allow yourself to enjoy whatever it is, it is really nourishing. You feel full. Um, you're happy with it. You don't absorb this kind of guilt that people often attach to foods like ice cream. You know, it's really not not necessary. You're involved in a lot of things that are community-oriented. Mm-hmm. bring people together. Fitness, food. food. <laughs> You're right here in the heart of downtown Syracuse. You know, I mean, what a view you have here every day. I mean, you must see life happen outside oh, these windows. I love it. Yeah. You know, and I uh, live a couple blocks away, too, so I really see the full spectrum, and I feel so grateful that I get to participate on these levels and in this way with the city because it's really it's really magical um, and it's really meaningful for me you know when I 
came back home a few years ago, four years ago now, and all of these things started happening. It is really gratifying to, you know, do that in your hometown and to feel like you're making a difference and to see um, the city kind of come alive and, and grow and evolve. So let's mesh all those things together into this question that I ask every guest on the show. What makes Syracuse, Syracuse? I think the amazing people, you know, there, there are people here from all over and truly so many different kinds of walks of life. Uh, I think they contribute and they bring all these little um, pieces of their world, whether that is this hometown or, you know, another country completely. And uh, they make it and meld it and mold it to work here. And I think that's really, that's really exciting and really unique. And then I have to mention all the natural beauty we have, you know, all the green, the lakes, the rivers. Um, I think that's a really special piece that we have, um, just the, the geography and the actual resources, natural resources that we have available here. Amanda Rogers balances motherhood and music. Forever inspired by the mysteries of the universe and forever propelled by the laws of quantum mechanics, Amanda is on an endless path of creativity, so you can always expect to find her up to something new and unusual. Here she is with Kathleen Mason at the Cafe Coupal Studios on the sound scene. When I first met you and saw you, I was amazed, of course, you had this beautiful uh, keyboard in front of you. You lug all your own stuff in. Um, You're booking tours in Europe, Canada, and the U.S. by yourself, which is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that alone is a separate job. Um, but to do that and then go tour is, is incredible. Um, give everybody a quick rundown of some of your career highlights so far. Well, I, I was in a, a touring band, a pop rock band, for two and a half years, and we played about 300 shows a year, um, and we played, we headlined a lot of uh, festivals, um, we were on a big stage at Summerfest in Wisconsin, and we headlined a stage at Warp Tour for the entire duration of it. Um, and yeah, we toured east to west just dozens of times. Um, I've had some of my music played um, on a lot of TV shows, um, ranging from like MTV to the Discovery Channel. Um, and I had one of my songs make it on a billboard chart, which was pretty cool, an international billboard chart. Very <laughs> cool. Um, Where was that? Um, I'm guessing it, it was in Germany. I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm guessing because that's where I toured a lot in Europe. Um, yeah, it was like placed 80, 81. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Top 100. Yeah. You struck me down that.
just got a Sammy for my last mm-hmm. album. Which for you folks out there, if you're not from this area, it's a Syracuse Area Music Award. So it's our Grammys, which is great. So being a mom, how was the transition from your stay-at-home mom now from the career? How was that transition? And what are, how do you find time to work on your music? <laughs> or don't you? <laughs> um, I know. Uh, yeah, the the main differences between motherhood and um, being a, a professional musician, I would say, is just um, not traveling. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a weird one, you know, to be in a different city with different people every single day and that you kind of get used to that process of um uh hitting like refresh every day mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's just new 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 um so to be home a lot um it's definitely difficult but there's a lot of things that are really great that come with that too it's you know love stability mm-hmm. and security and you know i know what to expect there's great routines and and things and to be able to see mira change and grow and develop every step of the way is really awesome segue because you are um, coming up with and you've talked about this actually before and I really I'm really excited you're talking about doing a children's album or it's in the works yes excellent (laughs) Um, tell us what you can about that Um, well I have about eight songs for it already um, and they're they're everything from songs that I've just sort of made singing acapella to Mira um, and they're they're um some are sweet and some are a little bit heavier because i i feel personally like children have a full emotional range that they should get to explore too and um it's it's good for them to express their emotions and feel different stuff besides just happy and silly Mm -hmm. and a lot of the kids music out there is just um pandering to that that silly fun goofy side of things which is is great too but there's a whole other side right. of of a kid um i think it's important to to um provide something for them there so they're they're like stories um 
some of the songs are little stories within themselves that just sort of um, go through a range of emotion. I will just say it's coming out (laughs) soon, which is very exciting. And as a mom, personally, I cannot wait to hear it. Where can people find you? Um, Amandaspiano.com, which is uh, really, really outdated right now, and I apologize for that. Everyone's but, is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, you can go there, and you there's links to all my music, um, Bandcamp and Spotify and iTunes, Napster, all Rhapsody, um, Pandora, everything. Excellent. You can find my music there. And now, a preview of our next episode. The only thing that is truly normal about a Syracuse student is that every single one of you is unique. That is what is so wonderful about this sprawling, idiosyncratic, and inspiring place. There is no one normal other than that at our best, each of us can be unique. We've been fortunate to have some pretty significant guests here on the Stick to Syracuse podcast just 19 episodes in. For episode 20 next week, it may be our biggest get. Syracuse University Chancellor Kent Severud. Stay tuned. For now, that's episode 19 of the Stick to Syracuse podcast. Thanks to Amanda Hughes and Amanda Rogers, Kathleen Mason, our ace engineer Anthony Tringali from Eat Local CNY and the Cafe Kubal Studios, And of course, you for listening. Until next time, maybe I'll see you on the Saturday Showboat.